Can you name a city that hosted a game at the 2002 World Cup? Should we say Tokyo? Out straight away. Whoa! What? Oh, what are the greatest answers of all time? OTB AM. Live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Let's go now to join Alan Quinlan. Alan, good morning to you. How are you? I'm good, thanks, lads. Yeah, I'm only up uh, probably 26 or 7 hours at this stage now, but um, I'm not too bad. I'm wearing Paul O'Connell's jacket, his shoes, and his jumper as well, because my bags are somewhere over the Pacific, I think, at this stage. And are you the same size still these days? Well, I'm fitting clothes. The jacket is kind of nice and neat on me anyway. So, um, and the shoe, the shoes are about two or three sizes too big anyway. But um, they did the job today. I had to do some interviews and some press stuff today. So, uh, went to the tra- Irish training and uh, had a chat with Johnny Sexton. And I was at the New Zealand presser this morning as well. So, um, they're full of compliments, Jerry, for Ireland, which uh, makes me worried. They're- yeah. It's unbelievable. Every one of them are saying Ireland are great and they're the best team in the world. And uh, Aaron Smith, I think, said at one stage, it's the ultimate uh, challenge and it doesn't get any bigger than Ireland coming to, to New Zealand. So, big trouble ahead. Yeah, sounds like it. Let's hear what Andy Farrell had to say. You, you said you were at the New Zealand press conference. I'll ask you about that in a minute. But here's Andy Farrell talking about the team selection. We'll, we'll, if anybody doesn't know the team, we'll get to it immediately after this. Here's what Andy Farrell had said this morning. We've had a, a, a great um, uh, uh, meeting this morning of learnings with uh, the, the test side and, and the side from last night and um, feeding back to one another and um, the, their understanding of what happened out there and good learnings from the test team of what to expect and how they're going to um, implement those changes, etc. Uh, through the group. So that's what it's all about, this tour, you know. Um, giving guys experience you don't know until you know. Um, and uh, it's great to have uh, the, the other boys watching them have got the backs and really keen on making sure that they uh, they help them along their journey as well. And in terms of the, the, um, the all-back team, your, your impressions of, uh, of, of that side and what you're expecting from them? Pretty good. Uh, pretty good side. I know they've won or two injuries and obviously so have we. Um, but at the same time, I think they could pick a... Uh, four teams in, in, in New Zealand and uh, they will be unbelievably hard to uh, compete against so uh, we're under no illusions uh, what we're up against at the weekend and like I've said to you before uh, any type of performance that we've had before where we've managed to um, uh, get over the line um, that won't do this weekend I'm sure about that so the Ireland team has been named um, and it's fairly much what we expected I think maybe a little bit of um, I'll go through it Andrew Porter Dan Sheehan Tyke Furlong front row Tyke Byrne is in in the second row as we expected after Henderson uh, being sent home with the injury or certainly out of the squad with the injury Tyke Byrne and, and James Ryan in the second row Peter O'Mahony at 6 Josh van der Fleer at 7 Caelan Doris at 8 it's Gibson Park and Sexton uh, at halfback and then it's Henshaw and Ringrose in the centre the wings are James Lowe and Keith Earls and Hugo Keenan is a fullback. Dave Hefferton, Finley Bealham. Keen Healy's named on the bench. We'll see if that actually comes through. If, if he's fit enough to take his place, that'd be great. Kieran Treadwell, um, incredible kind of uh, comeback for Treadwell over the last 12, 14 months to be uh, named on the bench for the first test in New Zealand. Jack Conan, Connor Murray, Joey Carberry and Bundy Aki, after captain on the side yesterday, is on the bench as well. So 
Um, what's your take on the team there, Alan? Yeah, there's no real surprises, is there? I think um, it's a shame that Henderson is out, I think, because um, I think his, his physical presence would have, would have helped, I think. Um, whether he would have started or whether Andy Farrell would have picked Tyburn um, to start it. But I just think Henderson not being there just makes takes away a little bit of that physicality that we need. Um, obviously, Peter O'Mahony is, um, gets a nod at six and, and Jack Conan is kind of the one to lose out again. You know, we know what Peter O'Mahony brings, his strengths, and I think the decision is obviously made around, um, you know, that, that line-out presence that he has and and probably that aggression that, that they're hoping he'll bring. Um, Jack Conan won't want to, you know, be labelled as now now a player off the bench and an impactor, but prepared to come off the bench as well. So there's there's very little between any any of the uh, the three there in the back row, and um, but you know Keith Earl's coming in on the wing. Um, I think Matt Hansen would have started there if he was if he wasn't sick with COVID. So there's no real surprises. I think um, you mentioned Keane Healy there and the injury he got in that that Maori game, which looked horrendous. Um, it looked like he was, not alone was was the, his match over, but um, this tour was possibly over for him. But um, I believe he came back in a, one of those moon boots uh, after the game and walked into the hotel fine, took it off, walked around, and uh, was was uh, feeling a lot better this morning. I saw him walking down the down to the gym here earlier in the day, and um, he seems to have made a miraculous recovery, which. Uh, is shouldn't be a surprise to anyone because uh he's he's fairly resilient and and uh freakish in 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 his physique and so he's obviously made a recovery and i think that would be a boost to him uh but other than that there's no real surprises i think obviously um you know carberry murray bondiaki off the bench they'll be needed um the bench will certainly be needed this week and uh um it's going to be a daunting task for him because when you look at the new zealand team it's it's kind of formidable um, and a lot of those players are in good form this year in Super Rugby so from an Irish point of view I think Andy Farrell has said it there himself um, they've got to find something really special to try and get a win here um, because I, I really believe that there's going to be a very aggressive determined uh, reaction from, from New Zealand given what happened last November when they when Ireland beat them and then France beat them, and I think they were under all sorts of criticism and pressure back here in New Zealand. You can feel it, you know, today talking to other journalists, talking about the coaching setup for the All Blacks and the pressure this this series is is bringing on them if they don't get positive results. So um, Ireland are going to really have to deal with that, and that's going to be a, a, a real kind of test from physically and mentally on Saturday. Um, has as the result from the Mary game? just softened all of the Ireland rugby fans cough a little bit to the point where we were like oh you know we might win one of these tests now it's like uh, hang on a second um, they're like their scratch team versus our second team and they kind of annihilated us uh, and the skill that they showed is, is the, the main takeaway so uh, everybody has well, that to skill be fair, to be fair yeah no I agree uh, that it has it, it, it just puts things in perspective that um they have a lot of X-Factor players, Jared, that can step, that can just accelerate, that can do special things. And if you give them time and space, they show that uh, in the Maori game. 
um, if you're not organised defensively and, and as a collective unit I think Ireland have got to be um, whether it's the team to play the Maoris or the team that's going to play the test match they've got to collectively be very tight and, and organised particularly in defence because you know if you run up and guys and uh, one, one guy one Irish player uh, on a kick chase um, they can just step you no matter who you are you've got to have kind of guys either side of you and defend really well. And I think there was mistakes in that Mari game that some of those players will have to learn and they had to learn the hard way um, that you've got to stay connected in defence and they'll punish you. And to be fair, there's a lot of those Mari players are, are pushing for all-black selection. There's some of them, um, you know, TJ Paranara and Brad Weber, they've got a lot of caps for, for the all-blacks. Um, there's a number of young players um, that you know, could end up playing in this series because they're that close to to the All Blacks team and they've probably 18 weeks of Super Rugby as well so um, they were uh, they got it right they got their cohesion right last night and they exposed some some frailties in, in, in the Irish players and, and it was a harsh lesson for them I think Andy Farrell had said that um, that it was a harsh lesson so um, to answer the original question it does put things in perspective no matter what team you put out against the Maoris or against New Zealand, if you're not on the money and you're not um, physically, mentally and collectively right for it, um, you could be really severely punished. And I think it is a little bit of a, a wake-up call to Saturday. What can happen um, if, if, if you're not ready for it? And I think um, it's easy saying be mentally ready, but you've got to be physically ready because I think... I think if you remember the game after Chicago in 2016 when uh, New Zealand came to Dublin and, you know, it was the it was the Sam Kane shoulder on um, Robbie Henshaw. It was the Fekitoa swinging arm on Zebo. Um, two red cards, by the way. Kind of a, you know, today, well, two red cards would, would help. Definite, definite red cards. But you, you remember the brutal kind of aggressive, nasty kind of response. I think there could be an element to that on Saturday. So Ireland have got to go toe-to-toe and not not let New Zealand intimidate them. Be really, really physical and in their faces. And if there's a fight to happen, you know, stand toe-to-toe um, and, and be right in their faces. And um, But, you know, look, it's it's a daunting task, isn't it? They haven't lost in Eden Park since 1994. So their record there is, is unbelievable. So, you know, Ireland are going to have to do something special. But... There's a number of Irish players who've experienced beating the All Blacks and, and you know, you've got to try and take something from that. Um, not get complacent and think that, oh God, it can happen again. But, um, you know, take the positive memories from that as well. But I think they'll be very alert. And I just, I, I, I felt that at Irish training today that they're very, very much aware of the reaction they're going to get and, It'll be really interesting to see how they cope and what they bring to the game themselves, Ireland. It's one of the big questions from yesterday, actually, regarding Ireland's depth once again, because you talk about those Maori players who are pushing for all-black selection. Well, all of those Ireland players are pushing for Ireland selection. And if you, granted, get carried away and just look at yesterday in isolation, those players who are pushing for the all-blacks are much better than those players pushing for Ireland that really Ireland and yeah. in the over the course of the next 18 months one of the biggest factors is going to be how lucky Ireland gets with injuries because they can only go so deep into the depth chart yeah correct and that is the reality um, Jeremy Lockman doesn't start all the time for Munster he started last night um, Dave Heffernan um, 
you know, hasn't been playing with Ireland regularly. Uh, Tom O'Toole, you know, Gavin Coombs, Nick Timoney, these guys, uh, Treadwell, they need more game time. They need to, to you know, to, to be out on the field at international level and, and see the difference, experience it, learn from it. Um, you've less time and space in international rugby than you do with your provinces. Um, the pace, the speed of the game, you get punished for mistakes more. You know, Kieran Frawley at 10, um, he needs, if, if, if he's going to be considered a, a, an option at 10 going forward, he needs more time there. Um, so, James Hume, he's had a great season for Ulster, but, you know, it was it was a difficult night as well for him last night. He had moments in the game and, and picked up a nasty injury himself. So, um, I think a lot of those players, they've probably 14 months now before a World Cup. And, you know, Andy Farrell, that's a challenge. He's He's got to try and find a blend now of, of of getting more depth in some of those positions. But it's the same as all the international, other international coaches. I think particularly, you know, Scotland, Wales, um, England, they're all trying to get depth in their squads. Um, some are, you know, in better positions. Look at South Africa, the depth they have, and, and they seem to be in a really good place. Um, so that's the key for Andy Farrell is to try and improve that depth and expose those players and some guys will fall away and you know some younger players may, may come through um, I think someone like Ryan Baird as well well it, it's it's unfortunate that Ryan Baird hasn't actually grabbed a place in this team just yet because it looks like you know hopefully he's going to reach yeah he's a quality player and Joe McCarthy is as well and I think they will go on to have um, long international careers and um uh, but you know, as many as though you, you want as many players on the fringes to try and start putting pressure on the on the starters. And yeah. how long have we spoke, Jer, about the ten slots? You know, nine and ten. Well, Gibson was... Park has come in the last kind of two years and and been brilliant there, but we still have a problem at ten if Sexton gets injured. Well, I was just getting to that right. So the lads were talking yesterday with Keith Wood after the almost talking Keith Wood after the show yesterday and and um, after the game rather, and they just listed off the injuries that have happened on this tour in a week and if you think about that and the possibility of the same number of injuries happening in a World Cup cycle which is very likely you know uh, you know, we, we are playing two very serious tests in the pool stages of the World Cup like you need 45 players really who are at international quality you can't bank on the, the 30 odd who are named in the squad whatever the number is to be the players who bring you through barring some kind of weird freak which never happens certainly has never been something that has happened to, to us so it, the, the team who plays in the third test may well end up being the same team that starts a World Cup quarterfinal if we make it there and it could be completely injury depleted. So we just need to get used to that really and, and as you say, build that depth through this. With that in mind, right, and having seen the decimation already after one game and two training sessions or however number of training sessions it is, what does success look like now from this series so, so, just on the injuries, you go back to 2015, you think of Argentina in that quarterfinal, Paul O'Connell, Sean O'Brien, Tommy Bow. O'Brien was Johnny suspended. Sexton. O'Brien was suspended. Yeah, well, he was gone. He was yeah. gone. I'm, yeah, okay. But we're, that was that was his own doing, you know, like he, 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 he had control okay. over that. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, I know. But we're talking about getting depth. We've yeah. five of our starters um, gone out of the team and it, and it, and it told in that Argentina game. So, you know, there's no quick fix solution here. Andy Farrell has to look at um, development of these players, getting more game time with their provinces, 
um, getting more senior roles with the provinces and looking at the November internationals, I think, at home, trying to play them and expose them uh, more as well. But um, there is every chance that there's going to be changes. You hope, you know, you would hope that... um, Look, I think what constitutes success here really for me is not getting a 60-point drubbing that happened in 2012. I'm not suggesting it will happen, um, but things can fall asunder pretty quickly down here if, if you're not on the money and if, you're, if you are struggling, a couple of key players are missing. And I think that would be the worst thing that happened, that we would get a comprehensive beating. It could happen still, um, but I think if even if you don't, obviously winning a test would, would constitute brilliant, uh, brilliant return. Um, but if you're not going to win any of the test games, that you're there, thereabouts, you're knocking on the door, you're asking questions, and you're not being completely dominated because for any side to come here, it's always a challenge. Um, so I think to avoid that situation of getting a comprehensive um, um, beating um, and being really competitive, and I think if Ireland are in the mix in, in any of the three tests, I think they're capable of winning it and they're good enough. And I think. They've got to find that little bit of ignition again that they showed us this year. They were brilliant in November, not just in the New Zealand game, but Japan and Argentina. Their execution was superb. We saw some really good moments in the Six Nations as well. Um, So I think they can draw on that confidence and hopefully they can and they can find a performance here for Saturday. Okay, Because I think they need to start well for themselves mentally. Give us your prediction. Oh, my prediction. Um, I think New Zealand will win the game. Um, so I think it's going to be very difficult for Ireland. But there's a little part of me thinks that, that you know, Ireland will get a performance here on Saturday and uh, and really step up. But when you look at the New Zealand team and you look at the experience and even some of the new players that are coming in, um, some of them are very, very hard to stop. So I think New Zealand um, should win this game. Yeah. When when are we expecting you to find a bag, Winnie? Or is that just uh, <laughs> is this just like absolutely Forever. three weeks? Three. Yeah. Uh, God only knows. There's some of the other um, uh, some pe- some of the other journalists I was chatting to. Their bags are three four days. Um, uh, they're scrambling looking for clothes. So I'm going to have to raid Paul's uh, wardrobe again in the morning, maybe because. Um, he has free laundry here anyway, so he can keep getting the stuff clean. I can just keep sneaking into his room, robbing his clothes. Uh, no, hopefully I'll have a bag in the morning. I need it badly, um, or else I'll have to go out and, um, you know, replace stuff and buy a big coat for the match on Saturday and stuff like that. There's a few things I could really do with, and there's obviously things you can go out and pick up, socks and underwear and stuff like that. That's easy enough, but uh, anyway, hopefully it comes tomorrow. Is the weather awful? No, it's not bad at all. Um, no, it was good. It was good today. It was um, it was nice and pleasant and 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 sunny. Probably not the warmest, but uh, very pleasant anyway. So right. um, I think it's going to be a few showers at the weekend. So we'll see. But uh, all good so far. All right, Quinny, we'll catch up with you on Monday. Thanks a million. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.